0: Hello, happy Father's Day for those out there. Um, What else is going on tomorrow is the first day of summer. Fuck, feels like spring was two minutes long. Then again, this whole lockdown has felt like a five minute. (laughs) It's weird. It feels like it didn't exist, but it also feels like this insane eternity of hell. (laughs) I guess unless you're an introvert, then it's bliss on earth (laughs) type situation. So it's funny. Now, as you look back at it, it's introvert heaven and extrovert hell. And I don't know how many of you are work from home or were lucky enough to work from home, kind of office workers or just whatever you could do was still transferable to home through um, probably just an internet connection. And I'm one of those lucky ones that was able to kind of pick up, walk home, plug in, and continue doing my job through just having power and internet and a desk, I guess. I brought home a machine. I already had monitors (laughs) and mouse keyboard backups laying throughout my house. So I pretty much, I remember when it all happened a year and a bit ago. I was the first one out the door. Because I was able to just go and plug in and set up. And I think I was catching a cold at the time. So they were like, shoot, get the fuck out, go home, go do your job. And so now here we are 15 months later. Yeah. And we've got the notice to roll it back in. And one thing I was thinking of when I was kind of thinking about this is there's many different categories that people kind of fall into for the people that were able to work from home. And now there's this kind of order to go back to whatever the status quo was before. And for starters, there's some people that have, like I said, the introverts, um, not having to come to work, talk to people, feel like they're being scrutinized or watched. Um, the ones that maybe don't enjoy some of their co-workers. Like, these people are probably flourishing and their productivity might have shot through the roof. And so I know through my work, there was the option to apply to continue working from home. But I don't know how many places are going to do this. I'm assuming very micromanagey type authority is going to want to see their employees and be able to kind of hawk over them and just loom (laughs) all day long. So it'll be interesting to see because like I said, I feel like the mental health of some people might be at an all-time high or at least improved from before. Um, and then others it might be going up and up because they don't see anyone and they enjoy the people around them so that'll be interesting so I'm kind of curious how it's going to go in my office and then we've all learned how to communicate through whatever software you're using Skype, Teams and even for personal relationships I have connected with a few people on um discord and stuff like that (laughs) and it's come a long way like if you're old enough like me you remember when msn messenger was the peak of keeping in touch with people and that was even before around or before when texting kind of took off with cell phones even before smartphones texting was becoming a thing but for computer kind of keeping in touch and stuff and being able to send messages back and forth that people could read and the conversation didn't have to flow all at once was MSN Messenger. And it's like, we've come a long way. And now we've all learned how to communicate digitally, some with webcam, some not. But it's interesting to see. And I think it proved through being kind of just having to do it on the fly um how and I hate the word resilient but we've kind of we have stayed resilient and kind of you're forced to evolve with the times and just how you were at least where I am to stay as close to business as usual through just digital means and have meetings and there's stuff going on that I still haven't learned how to do because I'm just Kind of type to a person if I have a quick question, do um, a Teams or a Skype call. If it's a longer thing, if it's someone I uh, am friends with or haven't seen in a while, we'll do video. And then there's the advanced options of, hmm, I'm not the expert in this. Let's bring in Bob on this call. And you can like add them and bring them in. And it's just, it's very cool as opposed to even in person if it's someone outside of the building you might have have had to fold up that meeting and reach out and so it's interesting kind of now thinking back every little pro and con of this shutdown on the office environment and I'm curious how it's going to unfold going forward and how our lives are going to change um I am going back but there's only two of us that do the job that i do and the other one's staying home and so we're gonna have to continue with what we've been doing for the last year now for communication questions um and just chit chat um it'll be interesting right for me to go back right it's just i live near downtown so it's not a pain in the ass but the other thing that maybe they need to look at how much money were people saving by no gas no commuting um no parking tickets if they were like doing the juggling on the street because they couldn't get a spot there's so much that the remove of stress of commuting and driving um gas going up in price um all of that it's just i'm umming too much here (laughs) but there's oh that was bad um But there's so many factors, I think, that people have not completely thought all the way through, and we'll see how it goes. Like How many people, even they may not realize it, have calmed down, or their stress levels have just lowered by them being at home, or they enjoy it more than they thought they would. I'm indifferent, and so... I can see both sides of this argument. And there are some, everyone has those, I don't want to get the fuck out of bed days. But there are those that sleeping in that extra hour or two, like, holy, f- like, how long is some people's commutes? Like, I have people that I work with that their commute was an hour or more. And that's not taken into account um, getting up if there's kids getting them ready in and off to school or ready to bus or whatever and then getting yourself ready showered out the door like in business clothes and just taking that um, road trip every day and living where I live there's months of the year where highways can get closed or the driving is treacherous um, and especially in peak like the opposite like six months from now because tomorrow i believe is the longest day of the year and especially being as far north as i am that matters because in december like december 21st when you leave work when we were still office people you would come to work in the dark and you would leave work in the dark and so that impacts your mood maybe more than you realize and now it's the sun doesn't set to almost 10 p.m. and it's coming up like around 5 a.m. if not earlier. So if you go to bed early and wake up uh, a little later, you've gone from all your daylight hours being when you're at your desk and now it's daylight all the time. And it's interesting how at least I feel more sunlight, more activity, more willingness to go outside because it's not annoyingly fucking cold <laughs> out um, it affects your mood more than you know um, especially with me I have a thing on my phone and it tracks my steps every day and even those days where I'm just not walking or moving a lot or I don't run it impacts your mood and so it'll be interesting to see how everyone's moods go up and down and who's happy to be back who's unhappy to be back because I'm assuming that not like if they just opened it up and said anyone who wants to stay home can stay home I think it would stay like this aside from a few hyper um, extroverts who really thrive on that but then they're just going back and seeing the what like 10 20 percent like how many people in this age of um i want to put it nicely but it just seems people are more and more withdrawn compared to when i was growing up so but once again was that a forced socializing that you had to go through and at what threshold is it damaging or too much for a kid like You don't want to raise a kid to be an antisocial prick. You don't want to have them... You don't want to pull the plug too fast on everything so that they don't learn how to correctly socialize and hold a conversation, um, be part of a team, uh, learn how to take direction, like from sports, or from managers or people who are just anyone, like leaders in groups, For side projects. Like, I think the art of conversation, at least from what I see on a day to day basis, has changed and the rules have changed. Even the way that you have to have a conversation with someone or deliver news that isn't the best, like, (laughs) it used to be just, I don't know. At one point, some people could take bad news just like what is the saying water off a duck's back and just kind of keep moving along and it seems like now more and more and maybe this is the way that it should have been and we actually are just putting in more of an effort to be aware of people's emotions and in the past maybe we were just all pricks and it's me being in that middle generation like I feel like The boomers, at least online, they're the ones that are like, oh, come on, just fucking pull up your bootstraps and do your job. And then on the other side, there's the millennials and the newest generation, and they're the ones that are more kind of, they seem to have a better view of mental health, where, like I said, the older generations than me, it was just, it wasn't a matter. It was just, you it seems like the focuses are different and like career didn't used to be a thing a hundred years ago. You were happy to have a job, but now in because we've come I feel like these last I'm jumping all over. I feel like these last one hundred years we've seen more advancement in technology and medicine and just well being of humanity than any other maybe hundred years in the history of the planet like when you think about the medical revolutions that have come along to keep us healthier and living longer um, I think the World Health Organization or NATO or whatever their goals for defeating poverty in really bad countries they're meeting those standards faster than they'd kind of outset so if we're crushing or at least lowering poverty a lot of the menial jobs are going to kind of robots or automation. And so now it's completely shifted and people don't have to just kind of sit at a shitty job. Like when you think a hundred years ago, coal miner, like that was your job. You didn't call it your career, but you were happy to put food on the table. So now all, not all, but a lot of the, trash jobs or not even trash monotonous jobs that can be automated are automated and so but it's also costing us work and then there's the whole what menial jobs can be shipped over to china where out of sight out of mind we have a nine-year-old making your air jordans right so it's like and then it comes over here and a shoe that costs like let's say eight dollars in product and nothing to have it made, then you're selling it for to like Footlocker for ninety, Footlocker sells it for a hundred and eighty and all of a sudden it's just this disproportionate kind of thing, right? But I've gone way off track. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird the mentality of a career and liking your job and At some point in time, that wasn't a thing. People were happy to provide for their family. And now that providing is a thing all the time, even though some minimum wages could probably go up, but that, once again, another argument, now we're folding into people having career options, which who talked like that 50, 60, 70 years ago? Like, what do you want your career to be? What's your career path? Um, And then even universities having dozens upon dozens of different um, avenues, degrees, courses that you can take. And then if you want to go into the trades, that's a whole nother kind of avenue off to the side. It's amazing how far we've come. Some things might be worthless degrees in the long run, but that's... um, Up to you to navigate and see, like, is there a demand for this before I go diving in and kind of going into just debt for the rest of my life? Like, I have no idea. Like, university, when I went, was maybe $200 a course. So five of those, so $1,000 per semester for an education. I'm sure someone can enlighten me to how many times that has doubled over time. Plus, they've built a boatload of new residences, so that can't be cheap to house your kid and food them. Um, and just for four years, five years, whatever. Eight if you're a Van Wilder type. <laughs> but it just... I can't even see what it would be like to go into... You get this degree, and then you have, let's say, fifty to to $100,000 worth of debt. And then... You're expected to get a job. And while paying this off, you're paying rent or let's now buy a house. And the housing market is out of control. Um, Where I live, houses there's no house that should cost half a million dollars. It's ridiculous. Um, Even, oh my god, when did we get a house? 2006? And everything's... Doubled, if not two and a half times the value, if not more, depending where it is, in those 15 years. It's ridiculous, like insane. I remember talking with my mom, and I swear, and of course, this is like 60 years ago. I think she said they paid like $35,000 for a house. Sure, at that time, that's a lot of money, but I bet it was. Still more in line with kind of the inflation rate and what people were making. And if you had a good job, you could because I think they said they paid it off fast, too. But like it's out of control for today's generation to even maintain all these things. Um, Being in a payroll type job like I am, they always kind of update us on these statistics And it's approaching, I think, 70% of people are paycheck to paycheck. And that's not cool. And so let's circle back around to where I was starting with. So maybe even for some of these people that are just hanging on, maybe saving money on not commuting, not paying for parking, not paying for gas, the stress of asshole drivers, the stress of driving in the winter... All of these things. What happens if you just take away some of those expenditures? Um, even gas monthly. Or if it was a lease, maybe you don't need that vehicle anymore. Um, and then just see what happens to these people. Maybe they become um, happier and more productive and not kind of bitter and resentful getting up and starting their work day every day. And you get these more productive, happy employees who are happy to work with and for you and there's so many just different facets that even when I sit down and think about it or talk about it with coworkers, all the ins and outs of the um, kind of the work from home debate versus how fast are we reopening the world reopening the economy because you want things to open at a safe pace because then more people can get back to work and it starts kind of this flywheel of more people are earning more people are spending it helps the local economy i get it um i think they announced this the cfl season schedule and i think here starting july 11th it's all restrictions are gone barring a disaster of course even masks and it's just we're going to attempt air quotes attempt normalcy again and it's neat because it'll be weird because is everyone going to treat people they haven't seen in a while is it all going to be like at that family reunion where every two seconds at the beginning you're like hey i haven't seen you for however many years big hug like are we allowed to hug we allowed to handshake like we're allowed like they said all restrictions are gone but who's not going to be all in on this or kind of trepidatious about it and it's just I don't know it all interests me but I also want to see a world where they can accommodate everybody and everyone kind of gets what's best for them and then finally the other slice of this is we also need to identify the people that want to take advantage of the system. We don't want anyone, at least I don't want anyone that's going to continue to work from home and then just kind of like Homer Simpson style, get that bird to sit there and tap a key often enough that it's registers that you're still working on like the green dot that shows that you're active and working or typing. We So, yeah, we need to monitor those people. Managers need to be able to manage their staff and kind of make sure that the overall machine is working properly. And everyone is, once again, I hate modern HR buzzwords, but accountability, right? Like, if you can find this optimal flow of the ones who want to work from home can work from home they still put in their honest effort, and the ones who want to come back do it without having to do it grudgingly. I think you can come up with a better place and a better work environment than we had pre lockdown. And that maybe should have come around sooner, but what was the motivation your staff had to come to work and they were working and you didn't as long as they were doing the job you were happy but now that everyone has options for kind of how they're working and what's optimum for them I think the only people that really win are the employers because you're going to get the introverts kind of springing out of bed and kind of Maybe right into their desk with a bowl of cereal and start their day happy, avoiding the fuck out of society, and they're happy. Um, The moderate extroverts and the people that need um, conversation, like most of my department, we're pretty chitty chatty, and I would say 75% of us are going back, if not more. And we all like each other, we're all very chatty people, and just, I can see that office thriving because... We all do our job, we all do our job well, and we just flow and do our thing, and we also have each other to kind of pop up, ask questions to, or when we need it, just to have a conversation, even if it's just to vent about something, because, at least for me, I'm not going to log into a like a Skype or Teams conversation, just a vent, it doesn't exist, right? So maybe venting's gone away, and that's kind of one way that certain people blow off steam when they don't like what's going on at their work. So it's going to be neat to see how this all kind of comes, goes, ebbs, and flows when the world reopens. But I hope that all employers are open to accommodating to the best they can, to everyone that works for them. And like I said, within reason, there's always going to be those who want to just coast. And those people, sadly, might have to come back against their will. Now I make it sound like a hostage situation. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Like, if you can find this perfect, like, balance point between, like, um, the introverts, the extroverts, the hardworking, the lazy, like, I get it. It's just, it's probably completely not 100% a thing that's going to be perfect. But if you can maximize some form of program like that, you're, you'll are you have a happy workplace. And then if people change their mind and they're like, you know, maybe I need some more human contact, I I think my office is going to have what, like, docking stations where you can kind of come in and plug in for a day or maybe three days office two days home out of the five and so it'll be cool but I hope it's done right I hope a lot of organizations kind of put the effort and resources into this because I only think it can get better um or at least I hope it can only get better as far as um how this impacts people and their mental health and it can only make an entire kind of system work better in the end. Fuck, I feel like I've turned into some kind of fucking positive TED talk. (laughs) But yeah, that's, it's interesting. Ever since now last week or the week before, in the last little while, I've been told my return date, I know when it is, it's a little bit before the, like, Um, announced kind of gloves off we're letting it fly date so i'll have some time working with if i leave my cube gotta wear a mask sanitize everywhere i touch stuff like that it's fine um whatever i think you're kind of an asshole if you refuse that kind of thing like just kind of accommodate for others even if you are a healthy person what does it kill you to help out for those who are immune compromised or just older right so don't be a dick either (laughs) um yeah i'm paul and this was my shitty version of a rambling ted talk (laughs) fuck have a good week